Hi, guys. This is the Be More podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Maria. Oh, I, I guess totally you did that wrong. You asked her like <laughs> workshop uh, intro because then that threw me off again. But then I did it wrong. I was supposed to say, hey, guys, I'm Brittany. And I'm Maria. And and this, this is, is the, the Be More podcast. I still <laughs> did it wrong. It's fine. It'll get right eventually. Anywho, um, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It is a not very nice Sunday it's, it's cold. freezing. I'm drinking a turmeric latte right now, and it's making my whole life. Is it just turmeric and steamed milk? Yeah. And espre- and, uh, Do you have yeah. espresso? I use like no. Well, I put a little like extra coffee in it because I need okay. it. Um, but it's almond milk and like this little packet of turmeric. Okay. That I have. Mm. Um, and I think it's got some other like seasonings in it, and then I add um. Of the sugar cinnamon oh, okay i was like what <laughs> okay cool <laughs> my brain is just so guys i can't i feel like a toddler this week i feel like a toddler it's fine like just excitement the week before your wedding and like fine. and then so all over the place um but yeah but i'm having it and it's warm and i currently have like warm heated beads fresh from the microwave around my neck so i'm like really i have water <laughs> good for you <laughs> hydration just counts hydration that's where we are today yeah, and um, I keep moving. I so I sent Brittany a TikTok about. Guys, I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. It, so. I don't know what her name is. She's actually a very famous TikToker, and um, it was literally just like a meme about podcast podcasters with their mic, and it's like just her just moving around her mic and like taking off the stand and just like it's I'm so like funny. doing it now, and I'm like yeah, like I keep moving the mic, but it is. <laughs> it is what it I is. I can't Such sit still. I literally cannot sit still. Which is good, guys. Maria is like more awake and going to be so much herself because now she's not stressed with work stuff, which is awesome. And we're yeah, gonna correct. Talk a little bit about that today. Um, but I yes. was listening to a really interesting. Um, I found that I really like to listen to people talk about their research. Okay. Does that sound their like, own sound research? Like, a nerd? like this? No. <laughs> sound any nerdy? Like they're just nerdy. promoting their book or whatever research that they have. Yeah. Yeah, but like they or when they come on to like do an interview or honestly one of the reasons that I love to attend conferences and I really miss getting to do that um I go to mini ones now but I love listening to people talk about their findings and share knowledge I love that um yeah especially in areas where I know that myself I'm never gonna do research (laughs) (laughs) so they do it for you and yeah they do it for I mean that's what's really cool about research like that's the thing like people do all the data they collect all the data or they like they do reviews and they collect all the data and then they share that information with you and it's just like a cheat code to being able to learn stuff because then you don't have to do all the work and they kind of give you all this awesome information um that is if you (laughs) so people don't believe that what people's research sometimes do you can you believe that shit i mean (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean i will tell you that there are There are some researchers of, bias let's be real here right. like some research is biased I'll, exactly. I'll give you that but if it's and like unbiased the, and they have and they have like you know all the data for both sides and they conclude in one side then yes yeah but if you're skewing it super super yeah. specific like guidelines <laughs> to gathering data that's you're it's supposed to be unbiased it's supposed to be right right um very not outside of your emotions. subjective yeah, yeah it's not yeah. outside of your emotions and your own thoughts on it which makes <laughs> it really hard to do research right um but and i get it i think you want to know what's really funny is somebody was talking the other day mm-hmm. um i was at a, a dance convention yesterday around you know all of like similar like-minded people and um we were talking about like research and like resources that we share and one of the women made a comment she was like oh i like this 
place because I like the resources they give, but sometimes I read them and I don't agree with what they say. And then she's like, and then I won't share that, but I share a lot of their their data that they collect. And I was like, good, you should be able to critically think and analyze and not just <laughs> go not with. just go with what they say because they have a name or they've done the work. And she was like, I like you. That was her response to what I said. I, like I was like, you. thank you. <laughs> good. I'm so glad that you agree. Um, but you're right. Like people are allowed to. I guess it's a double edged sword, right? People are allowed to say that they don't agree with science. Um, yeah. Which is what's happening. But right. Which is what's happening. I actually just got a pin yesterday. Um, one of the women was talking about mental health awareness because she's a, a dance movement therapist. And she had a pin that says no science, no stigma. So like no K-N-O-W science and oh, no stigma. Okay. okay right. and it's like talking about how like science should be enough to tell you like you sh- this is not something that you should stigmatize or judge because it's science that about mental health. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, I mean, I guess when it comes to science, I guess that's a place that we argue and we shouldn't. But the place that we shouldn't, the place that we should argue and actually critically analyze is when we take on the opinions of others. Um, yeah. And then we don't critically analyze, analyze that information. That's backwards. We're ass backwards. Correct. Um, which kind of leads <laughs> us into the topic that we wanted to talk about today. So I was listening to a researcher kind of summarize um, a study that they had conducted on Olympic athletes. And I think I was listening to this right at the end, the tail end of when the Olympics had ended. Okay. Um, but they were like looking into like they were studying competition and comparison and they wanted to see like who was the happiest person. Right. Like was it the person who won the gold medal or was it like somebody else who was, you know, more happy? Like who who was it? And obviously their their thought was like obviously the person who wins the gold medal, gold medal would be the happiest would, person. Yeah, right? Like, think, yeah. Yeah. I, I, every time I think about this, I think about like the people who win the Super Bowl and like, I'm going to Disney, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all the damn time. Disney really has uh, a chokehold on the NFL. They really did. That was a brilliant <laughs> business work on their end. Honestly. But, um, so anyway, they did this study and they, they were talking to all these Olympians and um, after the Olympics was over, they found their, their conclusion was that the person who won second place was the one who was the least happy. Because all they could do was focus on the fact that they didn't get the gold while mm-hmm. people in first r- were like elated for winning. Um, and then the people who were in bronze and like below that yeah. were just happy um, to be there. To have, yeah. Well, people who were bronze were just happy to have gotten a medal while the other people who who weren't in the top three were just happy to have competed and were able to enjoy like an amazing experience. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because. It reminds me of, and I don't, I don't, are you like familiar with Abby Lee Miller to any Dance extent? Mom? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> one of her biggest things, and guys, this is literally everything I go, I work against in the dance world, but, and it's a show. I'll also say that to you, like it's a, it's a scripted yeah. show. Um, but it's funny because one of her biggest sayings that caught fire in the dance world that like, if you come in second place, you're the first to lose. Uh, yeah and what a negative connotation for a second um, second and it literally like she literally got really famous like people all like kids would all take that to heart and think that right whether when they're going to compete um but it, i thought it was interesting how right like we all expect first place to be happy like get it understood um and it's nice to know that like the people who are third and below like we're still excited but like that second place person is like crap i lost and that's all that like 
that sticks in their head. They lose yeah. all the other good stuff. And this was like just like the introduction into a conversation about competition and comparison and how that comparison between yourself as like the first loser versus mm-hmm. just comparing yourself upwards to look at that person versus not turning around and being like, hey, look, I still like scored higher than everybody. <laughs> right. And everybody else. And like I still had this amazing experience like everyone else right. who scored lower feels. Um, it was just really interesting to hear about that. And I know I've felt that feeling before uh-huh um but i don't Fair understand enough. where it comes from um the need to just win i don't know just competition i just feel like it's, everything is just about number one and forget everyone else you know yeah. so i mean i'm not surprised i think i've heard that too just a long like a long time ago that like the person that comes in second is usually the one that's super sad about it um because they're like right there they're like yeah. this close to you like winning the target right but also like you you got second like <laughs> like at least like be happy that you're in that position to even just be second yeah you know so i've never happy. i've never had that negative connotation of being second personally um, see i but and like so i've been in this is the issue with being in like individual competition yeah as much as I was, and then the entire dance world really becomes individual competition, which is really sad, but yeah. um, it, <laughs> like, it's not only, like, you're the first to lose, you're the first person to hate yourself, and I guess it has a lot to do with the way that other people around you respond, right? If you have a teacher oh, who's true. constantly telling you, oh, you got second, you're the first person to lose, that's gonna, oh, that's fucked up, <laughs> that, right? Even if you get over it, if that's the, fucked up. like, environment yeah, yeah. around you is not over it, and constantly harps on you about it, then it's gonna have a bigger impact, um, but it was so interesting. It made me really start thinking about, like, how competition comes into play in, in our society and how it breeds into comparison. And Yeah, all the time. Like, it's such a mindset in our, like, in our society. And they ended up talking, like, leading conversation into, like, how, com- like, competition leads to comparison, which then leads to, like, overconsumption, which then leads to stress. <laughs> And which then leads to burnout, which then leads to burnout, right? Which we'll talk about in our next episode. So great, great, great trial topics. here, yeah. Um, but and like, and I feel like this this even happened, and this is a lot of the stuff that happened between my, me and my brother with competition is like grades as a kid, and like oh, yeah, even among it. your classes, like uh, even yeah. like leading up to like the end of the. I will. I was like grossly obsessed with like where everyone in our classes Me was too. in the top 100 of our class. And you know why? I feel like I don't because I was in the top. That's why. Like if I would have been further down. Like the closer you got to like the top 5, the top 10, the more you wanted to know who I literally the top still five remember the what 10. what rank I was in high school. Like that's how obsessed I was. Okay, I I just know like that I was above 20, but I don't remember anything. I was 13th. Okay, cool. So I was like, oh my God, like who, who's, you want to know, right. First? You want to know who it is. <laughs> and it's just so annoying. It's gross. It's, and it's so, so annoying. annoying. But also um, I was like, I was like happy to just be in like the top 20. I was like, oh, this is sick. Like yeah, but if I you hit, get- you know, top 10, that'd be cool. But like, I'm super cool about like 13th. Yes. Like- <laughs> and then it, and then like you, 
and it was like our group of friends too it wasn't even like like learning who was in the top 10 and once i figured out who was in the top 10 i was like i'm okay with this (laughs) and because i feel like it was our group of like friends or acquaintances yeah, that we or, all yeah, like you know anyway it, it does it changes i feel it. like it'd be like, different it'd be different when, it was like something someone you didn't like yeah and if it, <laughs> when it comes down to like olympian situations right like yeah. when somebody on your team who beats yeah. you you're like i'm so happy for you and that's one of the good things i think about mm-hmm. the olympics is they do create really good relationships but one of the issues that i always had and yeah. two people that i and i'll never <clears> forget <throat> this i had a really good friend that i danced with growing up and we are not friends to this day and I think a big part of it is that we never really had a conversation about how we were always pitted against one another so when we were younger we were really close and then as we started to hit teenage years and it was it got to a point where like especially in our preteen years like during our awkward stages like we looked alike like same body types like brown hair similar faces like yeah looked a lot alike um so there was always this like outward comparison between the two of us and then that comparison Mm kind of started happening between our families like talking about each of us and even to this day in a really gross way like when our parents still get together and talk like they do that yeah yeah not related to dance anymore um and it made it really awkward and we never actually talked about how awkward it made it um Mm -hmm. but it, it it like ruins if you're not if you're not if you're really not coming out on the same team and like you can't you have that weirdness, that emotional, like some type of trauma about the competition between the two of you. Like my brother and I definitely are still working through. Um, it ruins it for you. It ruins a relationship for you. hundred percent. Which is why, yeah, like you said, we were okay with people who it were because we were like, all right, like we like you. You're good. Like you deserve. You guys are great. Like this. that's fine. Like again, and <laughs> it's funny because uh, Kate is going through it right now because she's senior. Jesus. And um. She's like in disbelief with like people that are in the top, whatever. She's wow. like, so like, it's because she doesn't like hanging out with those people. So she's like, oh my God, that's so like, I, yeah. she didn't know how to feel. So like, it really does depend on who you're competing with yeah, yeah. slash against. Um, Cause then your mentality totally. switches between the two. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's like all of your insecurities about yourself, you project onto your dislike <laughs> of that person and it makes it even more complicated. But so my, what I was thinking about with all of this leading into like the con like the concept of overconsumption, right. Is like this. And that is so high school, right. That's literally like the typical scenarios of competition that we were like, Oh my God, this is so high school. Why are we talking about this? Um, it bleeds into living your insecurities. Life as a hum- like, like, yeah. Because of that, like it bleeds into our lives, not only in like professional mindsets, right. Especially in corporate world where people march and stomp all over each other to get to the first place, but like, or get to the promotion or whatever. Right. But, like, right, right. Even in, and this is the shit that started back in the fifties when like everybody started with mortgages and all started buying houses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. wanted to level up their neighbors. Right. It leads into like the overconsumption of product and like shit where people are like, people have a house and they have like six storage containers, like all over the state <laughs> because they have all of this crap. All this shit, um, yeah. But we do it with our neighbors, right? Like I need to be number one. I have the ne- I have to have the best grass. I have to have a nicer car. I have to have the best, I have to have, yeah, which like, I never the best Halloween decorations out yeah. on my lawn. Like I feel like I I really hope that we're starting to get away from that, but I know that like that level of competition still sits in our heads and is weird. Yeah. yeah. Um and I just like 
I don't know, I'm reading what I wrote. Like, it leads us to all of this overconsumption just to have things to show that we're the best, right? And then it becomes like a money thing, which makes it even more gross because then everybody ends up in debt because they're using their credit cards to buy all this shit they don't need <laughs> and then they don't. But it's like It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, like trying to prove your status. Like, and that's what it all comes down to. Is, and it just, and then it's like, then we end up end up in all this debt or we end up with all this extra shit that we don't need in our lives and like cue like, all this stress. What does it matter? What the right? hell does it it's matter? Right. What does it matter? Cue all this stress. And then we're just like super strung out and burnt out. And we go through this like vicious cycle. And then I feel like kids are doing, parents are doing this to kids younger and younger now where it's like, oh, you have to do all of these activities. You have to do all of this stuff. You have to like, I want to be able to talk about how you go to piano lessons and you go to tennis lessons and you do that and you do this. Um, or I want to talk about your awards. And there is no place more where I see that than dance. Hmm. like and i'm well i guess that's because i'm in it so like proximity is everything but Mm -hmm. like there are a lot of parents who's you know they're living vicariously through their kids and they're living out you know their dreams of competitions and their own sake of why do people do that (laughs) like why are people like this don't parent like that i don't know not that you know i have any say in it but like that's just so wrong (laughs) it's just this weird (laughs) it goes back to that weird gross thing that we were talking about parenting and it's one of those things that like happens because of us being emotional creatures it happens without our awareness of it and if we don't like regulate that then we end up doing that to our kids and it's it's shitty and it can totally be managed better but if you're running on autopilot you're dealing with all these under unnecessary stressors you're not even awake to what you're doing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. true and like I, i my parents are wonderful i love them they're very supportive but like my parents dealt with a lot of shit when they were also raising my brother and i and we you know, like every parent, like even with the best intentions, there's no handbook that tells you. I mean, there are a lot of uh, books now. <laughs> now. <laughs> but but like, and they're not even right. It's like all so specific. Like we were saying, was that last episode or the episode before we were talking about how it's case by case basis and every case. Yeah. Every case so is different. Yeah. Not even whatever books are available are going to be the right for right ones for parents and, and their kids. But mm-hmm. it's just a complicated situation. So. I don't know. And we're going to see it now that the holidays are coming back up and like people are like actually out and doing stuff. I'm really scared of of what's going to happen with this whole overconsumption, this whole stress thing. Um, what's that movie where he like does all the lights on the front of his house and he goes crazy? Oh, my God. It's one of the classics. Oh, guys. Christmas? Hope... Are you talking about Christmas? Movie? Yeah, it's a Christmas movie where he has to put all the lights in front of his house. It's from the 80s. The Griswold family, the holiday one. You know what I'm talking about? No, I've never seen it. Yes, you, dude, you have to go watch that movie. <laughs> I don't think I have. Yeah, Griswold Family Christmas. It was from 1989. Sure. And any of you who have seen this movie, I hope you're having a moment of like, ha, ha, ha. That's such a good It's super funny. <laughs> Very much my humor. It's like slapsticky. And mm-hmm. it's all about the stuff we just talked about where he like goes on this huge craze about having to light up the front of his house better than all of his neighbors and his house looks like a disco ball by the time it's over yeah. and all okay. this crazy stuff happens but that's what I'm afraid of um, but in forms of like Black Friday oh my god Black Friday is always such like a bad day to go out. it's literally a perfect example of the result of all the stuff that we just talked about sometimes you know, I can't even. I've gone out Black Friday to just look around. I don't think I've made a big ass purchase. 
I understand. Like, I the deals are great. I get the it. The deals but are I great. Still feel like it all. Stems but the people from that me. like people that just like run each other over for stuff though, and th- it doesn't even have to be Black Friday. Just like random, like I don't know if you've heard about like these home goods women <laughs> that like go to home goods at like six o'clock in the morning and buy like whatever latest release of some branded thing is but they like run each other over for this stuff and i'm like what for what why do you need like another bowl (laughs) for your kitchen (laughs) i mean what else is going on in their lives right that's like the the sad truth about these kinds of things is like for some people that's all that they have and good for them that they can consume yeah and then it's like all this stuff and if that you need some they need something so it's yeah. like I, I totally understand that, but like that fulfills their if need. If that's of. where we've come to, like, and that's where we're at, like you. The capitalism have... is doing their right the thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Capitalism wins, but like, if that's what we've come to, where you would rather be, you'd rather be consuming things and, mm-hmm. and instead of like actually having the connection that like we're literally here for by like nature and science of us as beings. I mean, that like, is probably there their thing right i guess that's sad right. that's like another thing that you like related to <laughs> you want to know what wally was such a good movie wally yeah because it really and it's funny because we all laugh at like like how it's going to be the truth of the future but like <laughs> it's almost really really sad that it's really going to be the truth of the future where we're, like, we don't interact <laughs> with one another and we can't get off of like off a couch and um yeah like yeah. even to this day like when we barely interact with neighbors versus remember when we used to have all of our block parties and stuff when we were yeah, younger when we were younger yeah like neighbors like barely know one another but they like they compete with one another which is just like going back to what you said <laughs> right like you you are more likely to feel some type of way about your neighbor that you like the person you don't know than you are with the people that you do know yeah but like why <laughs> like fear ugh I just think it just it, it's it's a manifestation of whatever your insecurity is. Oh yeah, totally. Because like, what does it matter that someone that I don't know says something about me? Is my whole thing. And like most people don't have most people that I know don't have that mentality. And I'm just like, why waste your energy on someone you don't even know? <laughs> it's a fear, and it's like a it. I think it like it's the psychology of the fact that it harps on like our basic needs of wanting to be seen and like accepted and acknowledged and like even when someone who you don't know does that to you and like you know of that it hits that spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then for people, so, like, if you think yeah, go of, ahead. like if you have a person who doesn't have a lot of that in their life to begin with, mm-hmm. it's like an even more like more of a painful strum of the cord than the people yeah. who are surrounded by love and support. Yeah, I guess. All of this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally just sad. <laughs> but that's like, that's the, I don't know, that's the truth. I feel. And I feel like when we talk so much about like, how do we make it better? Or like, how can we like, how do you be a good person and it's not like you have to go out of your way because the truth is like when you look at back in the day where there was more like I don't and I don't think hospitality just like friendliness and camaraderie like amongst neighbors and people that people didn't know I feel like 
there was more space for that built into life, right? There was like, mm-hmm. if if you, especially because a lot of the time, like those relationships were built by the women who stayed at home, right? Yeah. Like they, with the women made those connections and made like, and doing all of those community things. And then like the men would eventually fit in, but like women and women and women are naturally the ones to be the givers who are going to be the ones who cultivate those types of relationships. That's just like, Mm-hmm. biology and psychology of females like that's literally what they do like they are the ones who hold together communities and men are the ones who like defend the communities that are built like that's mm-hmm. the way things mm-hmm. used to be um mm-hmm. so i feel like now that like women are out and and going and doing things and you know are i was just listening to somebody talk about feminism and how like women always like with gender roles, even outside of gender roles, like even if it's two men or if it's two women that are in a relationship, there's always somebody who takes on like the ideal, I like the ideal of like what a woman would do versus what a man would do in the relationship. Like someone who always does more, it takes on more. I mean, it doesn't have to be related to gender at all, but it's just the stereotypes. Um, mm-hmm. But women, like what space is there to cultivate all of those relationships right now our lives anymore like what space is there and even if there is space like in COVID when we kind of had time to do it when well that doesn't count because we were all afraid of one another but even <laughs> if we do have the time to do it what's like what skill set do we have in practice to be able to do it well and not be too afraid to do it to begin with <laughs> I don't know I mean like <clears throat> I don't think it's like I think the social aspect like now compared to back then when all you had was like the people around you like neighbor wise or like whatever whatever like i think it's just so vast now because the internet you know what i'm saying like like everything is so you're connected to so many people but no one at once Mm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying like yeah you can watch all these tiktok videos these youtube videos you can go on instagram whatever you feel connected but it's not really yeah i think that's the issue now that's such a good point too because and I always wondered this, and I don't think it has to do with, like, we've talked before about, like, energy vampires and, like, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. You're right. We're so we're so out of practice with that because I've kind of gotten to the point now where even where I spend time with people that I love and, like, I really enjoy being with, I'm still exhausted afterwards because we're yeah. just not you – know, it does. It takes, like, a really yeah. specific type of energy um, to be, almost like, even more energy than the way you can just, like – wide net be connected on social media it takes so much energy to like really be even like when when we do this like thankfully we're in practice with this and i think with both of us obviously feel really comfortable and like don't have to worry like we're not you know but like when you're with somebody and this is like oh this can segue into what we were going to talk about next a little bit and go even backwards to the stuff we wanted to talk about with Mm -hmm. work and like stressing Mm -hmm. and overconsumption um so i was at this like this convention event yesterday with a woman who you know how you just meet some people and you're like, we're just friends. Like we were always friends. Like we're just friends. And, um, so it was just like that kind of soul, that kind of person. So we went out to eat afterwards and I was like getting to a point where I was like, this is wonderful. And I like, I love you, but like, I'm like really tired. Like I don't know. Your social media just like is. And then a bunch of other people were like starting to come into the restaurant where we were. And like, then my COVID trigger started going off on top Mm -hmm. of it. And Mm -hmm. I was like staring at everybody and I was like, I 
don't know how much longer, like I, this is not a you thing, but like, I am starting to get really anxious and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and then when I got home, I literally got and showered and got in bed. and was like, I am really T- tired. Done. You're done. But it, you're like, what you're saying is it's true. Like we are even out of practice on really being able to do it well, one-on-one and in person for, because the way that we get to do it online is just like, it's so mindless. Instant. Yeah. It's so incident and just like vast. I don't know if people know how vast the social, like just scrolling through TikTok, for example, like you're literally in other people's lives. They just don't know it because you're just watching their video, but like you're consuming the social aspect of it. Which is again, that overconsumption, <laughs> right? And like the dangers right. of what can come. I mean, it, but it is like, it's this weird, this goes back to episode one. Like guys, if you haven't listened to Maria and I's very first episode where we talk about social media. I'm sorry, I don't remember um, episode one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we talk about like wh- how it's great that we have the ability to do this at our fingertips and how, how it's not good. <laughs> I'll just say yeah. It like that. Yeah. Literally there isn't anything else that I can add to that. Cause it's, it's a good but, and bad, uh, but I, I really think, I mean, like going back to that whole idea of like building those skills, I really think that it just kind of starts with like, I don't know, just say hi to other people and just like. And, like, whatever, if they look at you, like, you're, especially because Marie and I are from New Jersey, and a lot of people do look at you, like, really cockeyed, like, why are you talking to me? Um, one of the Yeah, if that you have that, if you have that ability, because I'm not trying to do that, <laughs> not with my anxiety. <laughs> I enjoy doing it, and sometimes Hell I enjoy no. it even more when I get those cockeyed responses, because then I'm like, okay, yeah, I made you feel uncomfortable, and now you're thinking, and you're Hell more no. aware, because you feel uncomfortable. Um, no, I would well, just get pissed. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'd yeah, I'd be like, "What do you want?" Like, I'd be like, "Okay, bye, f you, have a good day." Yeah, no, I'm one of those. <laughs> I'd be like, "No." One of the things that I've been trying to practice. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. You know how they say like the pay it forward and like one simple kind act, right? A day, like that whole. Yeah, you can smile at me, but like, don't no, no, I'm not me. even talking about that. Um, because <laughs> I do get like good responses to it. No one's like ever like looked at me weird for doing this, but I've been trying to be really on top of like holding the door open for people. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And like that has been like a good thing. That's a simple so thing. If that's the one simple act that you bring into your day, like you don't want to smile at people, don't 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 even make eye contact. Just look down and hold the phone the door open and people will still Yeah, you know, we'll appreciate it's like a good that. thing to do. Yeah, um, that's very simple. But yeah, it's crazy how all even all of those types of scenarios lead leads like overconsumption. Talk about like overconsumption. This is a hundred percent relevant in the way that we work, friends. And Maria and I are both products of this. Like, and Maria is so much better at um, like creating boundaries, boundaries around it than I am, clearly. But the friend yeah. that I was with yesterday, we were having a conversation about how she was dealing with something in her life and mm-hmm. she a hundred percent should have not gone to work the next day. And she's also somebody who works like in service to others um mm-hmm. and she shouldn't have gone to work the next day and the, her day at work was just not good like weird <laughs> weird interactions not like not not something that she felt good about at the end of the day and she was like she said to me she's like I don't know why I just didn't call out of work like I should have called out of work like these are the reasons why we get personal days and like in these types of yeah. situations like we shouldn't be putting ourselves like more stress on ourselves when we're dealing with stuff and processing with stuff. Um, and it was like, it's a hundred percent what you said. Like Maria told me, right? So Maria, what are you doing for the rest of the year? So proud of you. Oh, <laughs> I'm taking half days till the end of uh, half days on Fridays till the end of the year. So cool. Because like, I just can't physically do it. 
and also because I haven't had actual vacation since pre-COVID. Like I haven't gone True. anywhere. True. Um, Feels. so this is like my mini break from work. Cause like there's no way that I can get any good production out of me like towards the end of the week anyway, because I'm just yeah. so tired. So why yeah. bother? Totally. That's awesome. But, and it's so nice that you live in a that you live in a place. You work in a place basically. that I like live, makes I space for that and supports that. Yeah, yeah you do. I mean, you live. I live over there. Um, but when I hear that, you know, friends don't want to take off because they're saving their personal days or like they don't know in the future if they need it for like, I'm like, that doesn't sit but right with me. That's not them though. That's yeah, no, cult, that's like a cultivated. That's what I'm saying. Like that their environment, which is that how doesn't seem right to is. me. It exactly. is. You're right. It isn't right. And I know that feeling. And that feeling fucking sucks. To yeah. feel like guilty about having to take off or feel guilty it's about so taking dumb. days. Um, it is so dumb. I it's totally like agree with dumbest. you. As a person who does it, I know how fucking stupid it is. I think it's the but dumbest it's- thing. And we're like, it can be literally so much better if companies can just like give people the days off that they want as opposed to having them save up for future yeah. things. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, it's just so stupid. Just take a day off if you want to take a day off. Yeah, especially, especially if you're in a situation where you have personal days that and also especially if you're like what are you doing like work-wise I'm like I'm an accountant I'm literally if I take a day off nothing is going to change literally talking about like how fear comparison like competition how all of these things play into that it's 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 gross like that's it's one gross. of the ways yeah. that we really try to turn our like we Mm-hmm. It's like square peg round hole where we try to be robots, but we're not robots. And that's one of the places where it becomes so evident. And I remember when, mm-hmm. um, so my mother was a teacher for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember with with teaching, I mean, this isn't the case anymore. And I remember this happened with, with Dan when he was working with um, a corporation as well. Um, like sick days and stuff, you used to get paid out the days that you didn't use so everybody which would get also re- oh my god yeah that's an admin layer everybody would get really excited about like i don't want to use my days if i can keep them right if i can over years like they accrue and my mother yeah. was somebody who was grand grandfathered into this she was like fortunate um yeah. because i mean fortunate but not fortunate because you know she had accrued quite a chunk of like unused personal days and sick days and that just becomes Mm -hmm. money in the bank for her um and then this whole thing happened when she actually got injured um yeah when she broke her foot and she had to use them and there was all this stuff that went on towards the end but you know she was able to get a decent amount of money from the the days that she you know hadn't used um i don't remember my mom like literally ever taking sick days um unless like we were sick i i she like good lord bless that woman um you know what's funny too my parents take personal days. That's also a thing that like is also ingrained in me too. I feel like that I haven't even, it just came to my mind. I'm like, hmm. oh, but my mom That's takes off. Like my dad also will, cause um, he works for the airlines. Yeah. He will, he can trade days with his coworkers or whatever. So he, he can take like, if things come up, he's like, oh, let me just trade a day so I can be free for this, whatever. So it's like, even, I guess even your parents just seeing oh, yeah. them take the days And off. that makes sense because like, I don't think Dan's parents ever really took days. Like Dan and I both have a weird thing about taking days off. And you're right. Like those, like what you see in your parents, a hundred percent influences. Yeah. Like my mom and will take literal struggle trying to yeah. break that. 
Yeah. And like, it's funny because like my mom will be like, I don't want to go to work. Let me see if I can take a day off and we'll just do it if she can. If she can't, she'll like, all right, let me try another that's day. That's brilliant. And that like, that's honestly <laughs> one of the big things that pushes the both of us to want to like not have to work full time yeah. because like not have to like not have to be be that way where you're like scared not to have to be off. in a place not even that where like where I have to answer to somebody else about whether or not I can mm. right mm-hmm. um and and I hate to say this guys but like <laughs> but like even when you have a business of your own if you're and this is like I this is like the issue of me being only by myself and this is like another big thing that I like am working on expanding but I'm also too scared to do um because it doesn't have to be that way I totally could be expanding Mm -hmm. and bringing more people onto my team but I'm a nutcase um so the the whole issue of like even if you feel like you have a business of your own and you don't want like you can you have the right to be able to say okay you don't have to work today like if it's just you, if you're not working, you're not making income. And then you also still feel like you're servicing others. So if you don't have somebody else to help service your people, then you're stuck. So you literally still have the issue of feeling like you can't actually, you get to control your schedule, but like you don't actually (laughs) control, you don't have the freedom to make the choice to not do things. Um, Uh So that's Uh just a thing to keep in mind. Friends who feel like they want to have a business of their own, like (laughs) something I did things that I wish I knew earlier. Um, and that is one of the things I have to keep reminding myself to keep growing it and not be afraid to grow it because that's where I want to get to. So the root of all evil is money. Yeah. Well, my issue isn't even my, <laughs> my, my, it's partially, not just you, not just you personally. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, well, yes. But like the root is like, it's two trees. It's like those trees in Hawaii that like um, <laughs> split. They like, they like wherever they hit the ground, they root again. So like they keep growing. It's like two different trees that are intertangled like that. It's money. And like, for me, it's also like the, like the guilt and being in service to others. Yeah. I don't like telling people like, oh, I can't, I don't feel well, or I'm dealing with something. This is so fucked up for me to be able to say out loud, but like, go ahead. I can't. You're going to have to right now. (laughs) I'm not in a place where like, I should be giving to you. Because I'm not in a good spot, but like, I also, I have guilt about not giving to you. So I'm going to give to you anyway. That uh... Forget that shit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. Forget it. There's literally no way. You want to you... know what has been like super helpful? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you want to know what ends up becoming really bad for me is that <clears throat> I use doing that as a distraction from the shit that I don't want to deal with. So that's fun too. I know. Um, But yeah. I have to say in all the ways that my wedding has been like, ugh it's been really good for that because I can't like avoid stuff. And I, I like, literally force myself to be like, no, I cannot see you these days. Like I can't. Um, so I'll come out on the other side of this with better boundaries. I think <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. But yeah, it's just sad. Like it's sad that that's, that's our reality. And it's so like when you take somebody who's stressed out, burnt out, over consuming, like, and then you, for like even the both of us to have to do the work to be aware of it is just another thing to add on and like I don't ignorance is bliss like I don't blame the people who choose to be ignorant of this and just fall into like the easy already flowing river of like trying to live like a robot and do all of this but I feel bad yeah like I, I just feel bad that the powers that be who can do something about it and this is like relevant to climate change and racism and like all the other major things that are just destroying our existence um the powers that be aren't doing anything about it Mm -hmm. 
because of because money. it's working in their favor right because of money um <laughs> and that's just frustrating so i feel like that's just human nature take days off guys just uh, i'm <laughs> saying this like to you and i'm saying it to me to yourself i'm saying it to you which is why maria is <laughs> laughing but like i don't know it's, it goes back to that phrase like you weren't you're not born so that you can live to work you're born to work so that you you're born and then you work so that you can live yeah don't make work your because money some is a people, means to an end it's not the end some people enjoy working long hours yeah and like healthily like and that's fine just i feel like it's just know your limits yeah but it's like we need better systems that teach us about how to figure that out right because yeah our entire system duh. of education that we experience growing up doesn't do that which is why like most people have quarter century life crises like i did <laughs> Like, yeah, because you're so transitioning out of that system and you're like holy shit yeah it's a whole different life doesn't work this game. way but like the way that I was trained is not the way that life works and like now I have did to did you get perfect attendance in in school in what school school like our regular school mm-hmm. um no and I didn't I didn't want when I was little I feel like I did but like when I got older um and the only probably reason why I didn't is a couple of things. One was if I did anything related to dance on like a Sunday night, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to school the next day. Like my mom mm-hmm. understood that as like me needing to sleep. Um, but I feel like I had days where I was sick. I never played hooky from school. If that's like, that's where we're like, oh, no, actually like you should take a personal day from school. I never did that. But like I missed days. Oh, I got perfect. Attendance. Of course you did. What's that supposed to mean? I'm not surprised at all. Knowing but isn't you. it funny how you like, also never got sick, you jerk. I was sick yeah. all the time. Physically sick. Mentally, that's a whole different well, story. Right, yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, but isn't it funny now? I don't have to well, good at for all. you. That's amazing. When I was in college, I was I was it took me a long time to I played hooky in college. A ton. No, it took me a long time to like do that well I was always so afraid about like when we and I'll never forget the classes that I this started with my psychology 101 class freshman year when I like started my minor I was like first of all talk about I did not stop going to class for like the right reasons but I was so afraid of not going to class but I sat through like three classes and was like this is a waste of my goddamn time I'll learn this better if I just look at the text and do it myself you learn to know which classes you don't have to go to. Yeah, and it's you learn to be, and that was a, and it was shit scary. Independent learning. Like, oh my god, what's gonna to this day? <laughs> to this day, I have this like response where like if I'm not going, even when I have a client and I cancel because I don't feel good, or like I'm supposed to be somewhere and like for some whatever reason I'm not gonna be there. When it gets close to the time where I know that I would be there, like I'm supposed to be, I have like a mini like moment. Of like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god! Like I, it's like when it's like when like 1999 changed in 2000. And everybody thought the world was gonna end. Like the second <laughs> the clock changes, I have a moment of like, this is where it all ends. Like, oh my Brittany, god. you're not going to do something that you're supposed to be doing. This is how it's it. A ends. lot and to unpack there. <laughs> that, that used to happen in college, and to this day, like I still, it's way less than it used to be, but I still have a moment of like, oh my god, and then it goes away. There's a lot there, dude. There's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> There's all guys. There's a lot everywhere when it comes to all of this stuff with me, um, but it's yeah. like I don't know. It's just yeah. It Take a day off. 
I'm going to. I'm taking a whole week off. I'm not because you're getting married Thursday. (laughs) Because you're everyone needs to know it's because you're getting married. (laughs) Like it's not like an actual week. I mean, it is a vacation, but it's not like out of a whim. Uh... I'm taking a week off. (laughs) Don't fool us. Like I I can't. I know. I'm fully aware of the fact that I can't. It's not like I'm going to be doing nothing either. I'm going to be running around like a nutcase. Right. Um, I'll get there. I'll get better at it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm better than I was. Little steps. All my little steps count. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that was everything I think we were going to talk about today. Yeah. This week. Yeah. We covered I a lot. Mm-hmm. And next time we're definitely going to have a conversation about burnout. So we will not be joining you guys next yeah, Tuesday. Correct. Um, but you will see so many pictures and lots of, I'm sure, a ton of funny stories. What's exciting me the most yeah. um, about next week is that I keep so much of this journey has been like, folk, like Dan and I focusing on what's happening with us or like the like the people in our like immediate family or like the people. We don't have a really big wedding party because it was just going to be too much of a headache. So just really tiny focus on like what it's going to look like. But the last couple of days, I've been like thinking like and like realizing like oh this person's gonna be there and that person's gonna be there and I'm gonna see these people and like that's what's making me so excited is just like getting to be around like especially with COVID like when was the last time I was around all the people that I love and care about the most and like getting to celebrate something cool right like that's what's so exciting like that makes makes me feel like a little kid inside I'm like e I can't wait for that um so yeah, you'll see lots of pictures and I'm sure there'll be lots of memories and mm-hmm. and then you'll see us after that and we're going to talk about burnout and it's going to be <laughs> a great. whole thing. It's going to be great. Awesome. All right. What am I supposed to say at the end of this now? Oh, you wrote it down somewhere. I know. I'm going to find it. <laughs> I don't know where I, where I wrote it. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, friends. So just remember that you deserve to live your best life. So don't be afraid to be more. Okay. Bye. <laughs> 